and welcome to the Haunted Minds Anthologies from the fucked up minds of the Scrapbook Universe. We're here to give you a full month of scary, spooky shit to keep your butthole tight. Stay with us and we are going to try to terrify you. And welcome back to Haunted Minds Anthologies with your boy Jody Pratt. Patty with a fatty. <laughs> and uh yeah, so what we're gonna do today is He's a talking bit about his fat pussy. This is super fat. <laughs> super fat. Uh it's cute, you know. What I mean? <laughs> uh yeah, so this one's gonna be a little bit different than the rest, but it's gonna go back into why we do this shit. It's gonna be a scrapbook uh horror story. We already know what we wanna do for horror, so we're gonna do slasher. So fuck everybody else, but we will do uh, place and time. Yep. And for new listeners, the original scrapbook podcast. What we originally do is pick a genre, setting, and time period from three different cups and create a story organically. And that's what we're going to do right now to surmise all this shit that we've done over the past month and gotten better as creators. As well as bring you guys back to what we're gonna do starting, you know, in November, mm-hmm. and bring you guys back to, you know what I mean? Um, Coke Classic. You feel me? So, Patrick, take it away. We are genre slasher. Slasher. Cool. So, if I take breaks, it's just because I'm riding on the board. Yes, sir. And then I'll let Jedediah go first. Because without him, none of this is possible. Let's go. Patrick Bond is on. You got green stuff in your teeth. (laughs) (laughs) I ate some kale and spinach (laughs) eating a Benadryl. That's why I say I'm so terrible. Okay, so we got the Deep South. We can definitely do a slasher in the Deep South. Yeah, let's go. That's called the Deep South is what it is. It was a clan that did it. Um, <laughs> you probably got like a larger audience of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, nineteen eighties. Okay, let's go. We got a billion of those. <laughs> How you feel? Where did monster? Where did uh, uh, the female Sarah? Come? I believe it was Kansas. Kansas. It's Midwest. Midwest. Yeah. It's not. It's not. South. I believe so. All right, so slasher film, 1980s. Boom. Okay, so um, if you want to write that down, the Deep South and then uh, the 1980s. So let's start in uh, Mississippi. Oh, so I'm just going to put the, 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 the shit for it. Yeah. Which is, I don't know. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. I was going to put this. You don't think that's Michigan, my boy. Not Michigan, you son of a bitch. Michigan's MI. What's Mississippi? S S I P P I. No, it's not. <laughs> I crickle, crickle, I crickle, crickle, I P P I. That's that's how I know it. All right, yeah. uh, Slasher, Mississippi, nineteen eighty. How'd you learn that? Huh? How'd you learn how to spell that? M I crickle, crickle. Yeah, I-P-P-I. yeah. How the fuck do you? How'd you get that? Uh, North Carolina. Really? Yeah. I crickle letter, crickle letter, I. Country ass boy. 
Hell no. You never heard that? No, we just spelled it fast out here. No, no. It was definitely crooked letter. And I was like, so like, all letters are eyes. I didn't, it made sense, but it didn't. Okay, so. 1980s. What was happening in the 1980s? What a lot. World Wars? Vietnam? No, Vietnam was 70s. 70s. What was happening? Cold War? No, that was 90s. Yes. Cold War was 80s. It was 80s? Yes. And 80s with that little baby ass S means we can do any part of the 80s. Any part. So let's say this thing has a. Let's start with a person. Name somebody. Uh, Fred. Freddy. Frederick. I knew you were going to go towards that, and I was going to say Frederick, but I was trying to keep it, like, for some reason, that was in 1950. I think it was last. Anyways, continue. Frederick, uh, uh, Frederick Brick. Frederick Brig? Brick. B-R- B-R-I-K. Okay. Okay, Frederick Brick. That's our, that's our, well, are we going to follow the guy who caught the guy, or... We're following the serial killer himself. Follow the serial killer. Follow the serial killer? Okay, so... Our but, but do we want to let people know that he's a serial killer? Like he's, Absolutely. Yeah. So so if this is a, a trip down a... Serial killers. Okay. Yeah. I like it. All right, so do I write serial killer underneath him? Um, on top. Killer. Sorry. <laughs> You're the worst, dude. I swear. Alright. So. So right. let's say we're following him on the end. Before we get into that, physical features. What is uh, he looking like? I want to say he looks like Michael Clark Duncan. No, you, you do height, I'll do weight, uh-huh. and then we come together on ethnicity. Okay. So. 5'8. 5'8. 170. Nigga, what the fuck does that even mean? You just set the date over, bro. It's fat niggas. I said 1980s. I know, you, I know, but what does that mean? <laughs> Why'd you oh, say it? Oh, because I'm trying to see, like, if it was closer to this time, he could he could have been a bigger killer. I feel like back then people were smaller. Like, the average 1950s dude wasn't what they were showing in, like, movies. The robust male. Yeah, it was a, it was a, you know, five four, five seven dude. You feel me? Under sixty pounds. <laughs> I know him. Who worked bro. hard? Who worked hard for his money? <laughs> <laughs> and it did barely. But he did have a house and three cars. You know what I mean? Okay, so five eight, and then uh, hundred and seventy five pounds. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Okay. Well, what do you want to say? His race is. Slasher, Mississippi. Cajun. No, that's that's Louisiana. Well, they're uh, everywhere, pretty much, but he could be, uh... Let's do something like... So he's white. White? white yeah. Dude? Okay, Frederick Frick. Okay. 1980s Slasher, Mississippi. Okay. Now, what is his motive? Seeing, seeing, you know bad shit in his life or would it be more like more like him just being demented and wanting to go into that anyways because I feel like there's certain moments in lives where like if you you have 
the introduction to violence and you like it, you understand that's what you like. Just like the second I saw ass, like like a fat ass, I was like, I like that. I like that. Yeah. And you know. So it's like, but you have to hide it, you know, as a super, super young kid. But then once you get older, you get to say, yeah, yeah I like a, I like, I like a big person. You know what I mean? Yeah. But What if he has a propensity to kill f- Asian men? Is he gay? <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. 1980s white male. Um, that's Jeffrey Dahmer, nigga. I mean, there's a bunch of white males that killed a lot of people. It's not just Jeffrey Dahmer. He, he, he takes a cake and it fucks it up in my head. But Gracie, uh, uh, G- John Wayne Gacy was a fat gay nigga. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. And he refused to say he was gay at the end. Yeah, dude, you, <laughs> like, you like, fucked the bodies, buddy. Like, do you know what you were doing? He's like, I know, but I'm not. See, what you're saying is my wife is outside. You're like, mm. you know, like, yeah, yeah. You don't want to forever be inside. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so maybe he has a propensity maybe to kill Asian women, and he was a former Vietnam veteran. That was uh, honorably discharged after catching shrapnel in his lower extremities. What if he catches it like in his face and it kind of makes him scary looking? <laughs> sure. That way, just like like his report, you know, because this that's the beautiful part about slashers. The story has to get out. Three reported dead, you know, at the, you know, bowling rink on 54th. That does nothing for you. But if you have, like, a description of the person, then you create lore. And so that's where you get that, like, whole, like, uh... His face was, like... But that means he's an easy-to-spot nigga. Damn, it does. It's scarier for you to be able to walk past the killer. Yeah. And not know it's a killer. So I'm thinking... Why I went with the lower extremities and and his MO mm-hmm. is when he was in Vietnam, he fell in love with a prostitute, right? Of course. After he got caught shrapnel in his lower extremities, she completely lost interest because it destroyed his junk. Mm-hmm. So he come back into the States with this severe, like, intent and disgust towards whores. Asian women. You know what I mean? Maybe, yeah, maybe just prostitutes in general. Asian whores. Yeah. And so he goes and murders, you know what I mean, Asian women from town to town and shit like that. And his his main way of murder is strangulation and then humiliation after that. So he'd stick like a fucking candle wick down and throw it and burn it and light it. You know what I mean? And they'd throw so, it there. is, uh... Alright, to spur it along. Is he taking any trophies with him? Um, maybe he takes, uh, like a lock of hair. So, can a, str- a strangler be a slasher? Absolutely. He just has to be prolific. He has to kill multiple people. Yes. Okay. So, 
the people looking for him. Who are they? Maybe it's definitely for for you know Mississippi. You've got a sheriff. I mean, the regular police officers back then. They were. Yeah, for sure. It's the eighties. I feel like sheriff was around early. No. Huh? Sheriff was way back in the 1800s and shit as well. But this is modern times in the South. So people are, you know, police officers. We don't have a city in Mississippi that we pick. That's what I'm saying. I think sheriffs are more prone to being in smaller cities. I don't know, but we didn't say if it was a smaller city or not. Yeah, right on this motherfucker. I forget. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Also, maybe we should change his way of murdering people from strangulation to you know um, stabbing uh, or, or uh, yeah bloody right so he is, is by switchblade and he is a uh, he's from war yeah 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 that's what we were saying he's from the Vietnam War yeah so for sure and um, I don't know what they used to do to people uh-huh. Over there, but I'm pretty sure that they did something. You know what I mean? I mean, but what we were saying before is his uh, how he got honorably discharged. Mm-hmm. So the shrapnel to his lower extremities okay. and shit like that. So we're really just building him up. Yeah, of course. At this point, because that because he's the main character. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't. I, I gave it the board like it was gonna be more people. Is shrap not like shrap or scrap? Wrap right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So we got Frederick Brick, 1980s slasher killer in Mississippi. He's a Vietnam vet who exclusively kills uh, Asian prostitutes. Yeah. And um, after he's done, like, you know, stabbing them to death, he would shove, like, a foot-long candle down their throats and light it. And so there's, they call him the, the, the candlestick maker. <laughs> That's good as fuck. The, the candlestick maker. <laughs> you call that nigga the candlestick maker, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You just I call like him that. candle maker. No, no, the candlestick maker, because he does it with the candlestick. Yeah, but like he's making a candle out of their body. No, the candles are in their body. I They're know, the candle but... holder. They are the candle holder, buddy. Let's finish the story before we give it the name. <sighs> so his name is so, the candle. So now, he, now <laughs> he, just, he just does that, okay? Yeah, yeah he's, he's yeah. That's how he does it. You know what I mean? I want to make it real grotesque. So they're all covered in wax and all their wounds and shit are, are you know what I mean? Well then, well then Sealed and wax let's make and it shit. one of those fucking uh, thick ass candles. You feel me? The Yankee Doodle candles. You know the Yankee candles? That come that come thick in glass? Yeah. But it's just the wax part of it and he's dislodging the throat or the, the jaw to shove, oh. to shove it in there. Oh, I like that. Even so more. it's not like a thin candle. It's like a break your jaw, and I had to use force to do this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and so you know, like, 
kind of like porn. <laughs> like when they go to deep, you see that throat, the bulge right here. Yeah, it's like that, but with a candle. You know, the size of a yeah. Their mouths are cut like here and here. Yeah, just so he size. can fit it in there. Yeah, yeah. After all the slashing. Yeah. And so, that's awesome, right? And then we have of the uh, Mississippi State Police, we have Detective Shermer, who's trying to find this motherfucker. Shermer? Yeah. I thought, because I felt the cat, I was like, <laughs> Shermer. Detective. I think it's D-E-T, right? D-E-T. Yeah. D-E-T. It is what it is. I can't wait to mark, like, he's be like, so what the fuck? <laughs> I'm going to be like Detective Shermer. Okay. okay, bet, bet. So that's who's trying to find this nigga. Okay. Maybe he's a Vietnam vet as well. So he this, knows how to... So... so He's been here the whole time. Who's he? Is, is he a transient? Uh, yes. I want to say he... Frederick, Frederick, Brick. Frederick Brick lives, like, off the grid. So he lives, like, in the woods and shit. But is he, like, a nomad, or is he staying in the same location and coming out in different places? Coming out in different places. He's in the forest but he, of they Mississippi. But he goes back to the same abode? No. No? He, he travels across okay, so. Mississippi. So he's in the forest of Mississippi and shit. Mm-hmm. Bigfoot all the time. Yeah, it's being like, what's up, nigga? He's just like, you kill people. I don't like you. Bigfoot says. Uh, But, uh, yeah. So, he, Detective Shermer kind of puts his mind into his mind after certain tactics to these Asian women he's seen also in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. So, he's like, oh, he's cut off the fingertips just like how they did to the POWs and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So we might be dealing with a, a veteran mm-hmm. and he goes in there and he's searching even more and more and he's like the, the tactics that he has he's caught these women by surprise. But that's the thing 1980s you had no database. You had very little database especially in Mississippi. Yeah. I mean I don't I could not speak on Mississippi. Well, I'm saying, speaking for every uh, documentary I've ever seen, before the 80s, you're like, can't find him. Didn't see him. He got away. Yeah. Unless they fall in the fucking lap. They never found them. Yeah. Yeah, I could like, see that. And they had Charles Manson in jail numerous times. They had Jeffrey Dahmer, like, literally having a person being like, I need to get away from him. And I'm like, go back. Yeah. The they, yeah, they were there with the nigga, but yeah, for sure. So... I definitely believe uh, 1980s wasn't good at, like, following up on I you. mean, but they caught all these niggas, though, in the 80s. Yeah, but Besides due to their Dahmer. fuck-ups, not due to them being great cops. That, That's I, a difference. But I feel like this is, they are still caught, though. Yeah, doesn't but, matter the difference. But it's like the BTS killer. He never got caught. It was his own ego that got him caught. Yeah, same, jump same with John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, he invited their, the cops into the house. It's their ego that gets yeah. him caught. It's... The fact that they had already been at John Wayne Gacy's house. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, invi- he purposely knew everybody by name. And he was like, hey, you guys want to come in for coffee? Yeah. And then they turned on the fucking, went to the bathroom and smelled some shit. And yeah, then and they, they found like, the bodies. They are like, smells like dead bodies in here, man. Yeah. So it's like, that's what I'm thinking is that like, 
it doesn't you they weren't great cops back then. I'm not saying that they weren't great cops I'm saying that the, the the protocol that they had didn't always work they when they met a dead end they normally left it at a dead end right unless there was one random cop who was like in the back office pushing papers being like this doesn't make sense but it was rarely like they just hit a beeline to the killer yeah it was always somebody fucking up and then, then when they caught them they would still get out yeah and they had Ted Bunny jumped from like a two story window and just jogged his ass to freedom yeah yeah he escaped <laughs> and they got cold and came back yeah they caught that nigga later on that was crazy but anyways so uh age Frederick Brick it doesn't matter what his age is. Let's focus on this nigga catching this nigga. Shermer right. catching f- Brick. Because uh, legitimately, they're around the same fucking age. Okay, so so that's what's, what's driving him is that it's like it's somebody that I, I fought alongside. Yeah, as well as how it's being done. He's starting to get flashbacks to the mm-hmm. shit as well when he thought it was. You know what I mean? He had the shit under the wraps. And this shit is bringing it out. So he's trying to stop this shit the way the war in Vietnam should have been stopped. You know what I mean? So that's why it kind of... Non-violent. Yeah, in a non-violent way and shit like... You, you know what I mean? He doesn't carry a gun when he goes out. Oh, so that adds to that 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 music sound. Him hitting the corner like, Hello? Here to follow up on... um. Johnson case. Just a flashlight and a paper and pad. You know what I mean? That's all a nigga brings. And he's an older cat, too. Well, no, it's the 80s, so he's probably like, what, early 40s? The, Late I would, 30s? I would say the average age of a Vietnam soldier was 19, so it would have to be... Early t- 30s. Early 30s, yeah. Oof. That's your problem in your life. Yeah. Like, like physically, like that's when you hit your peak right around that time. Yeah, 36 is when it ends. So, yeah. Um, Mr. Anderson. Then it leaves you at what, 35? He knocked out Tito, you son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, I know that, but, you know, who I can do that. <laughs> you say a lot of things. That I, I do. Fuck Brendan Shaw. I knocked that nigga out, too. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. So maybe his tactics, like I was saying before, bring Shermer to what he's doing because he's used to all this shit Mm -hmm. like you said at this point in time in police officery they look over they overlook shit all the time shit doesn't register with them they constantly let niggas go that should have been locked up if you're brown they're like okay cool you know what I mean if you don't pass the brown paper bag test they throw you in jail that's their safe bet but since Frederick Brick is white Overlooking him completely. Overlooking him completely. He's, shown, he's at every, every like, uh, crime scene. Yeah. Looking at it, and they're just like, it's crazy the world we're living in, Fred. He's like, yeah, real crazy. And, and maybe uh, he runs into Fred by going to, like, a, a uh, group for Vietnam vets. Mm-hmm. Uh, support group? A support group. Yes, a support group. And they... Frederick comes in there, 5'8", 175, but thick, thicker looking. Mm-hmm. 
because mm-hmm. he he how he lives and shit like that. He uses his body a lot. He, you know, he doesn't sleep well, shit like that. And should Shermer acknowledge him, or should he kind of roll under the radar? But Shermer, as a detective, gets a funny feeling from this nigga anyway. I think I think he he should he should notice him, but I don't believe he should acknowledge him. Yeah. And and I think uh, just like that that like lack of self awareness with how you're perceived is what he picks up. Yeah. Is that he's like you look like a knock, but you're not a knock. Yeah. You look like a druggie, but you're not a druggie. There's something wrong going on here, and he starts to like. And then when they get to him, maybe he has something to say that, like... Yeah, yeah, he stands up and he's just like, Hey, hey, everybody, I'm Frederick Brick. I don't sleep well. Uh, I still hurt. I try not to take any pills because that's all they want to fucking give you now. It's so cold. And all I dream about is I wanted to step left, but I step right. And then, next thing you know, I'm bandaged up. Women don't want to touch me. You know, shit like that. Like, he's just like, it's kind of sporadic thoughts that he's just laying down that are facts, but in an incoherent way. Kind of even more madness. Not Charles. Yeah. Yeah, but exactly. But it's like bop bop bop. That's where his mind is scatter, scatterbrain. And he's just like staring at his hands. He's like these hands, like they're capable of so much. But yet so little. You know what I mean? And he's just like everybody's like, oh, it's good, bro. Don't worry about it. He's like, no, it's not okay. It's not. Cause I wouldn't be like this if it wasn't for these. You know what I mean? He goes around and shit. Like they want to pit us against each other, but we. I know what the enemy is. You know what the enemy is. You saw them. You saw them. They killed our brothers. Exactly. I live with them every day. They talk to me. They say things. Mm. I know you hear the voices too. I know you do. I know you wake up crying like I do. You know, we want to keep it. I understand that you have a lot of emotions. As the speaker of the, yeah, the, the leader of this part group. Uh, emotions, but we want to we want to like receive what we're feeling, but also let it go. Let it go. What well, what I'm saying, it's it's more of I've never been in war, and I so would, you need to sit the fuck down. Shermer stands up. Hey, you got to relax. Puts his hand on his chest. His heart's racing. Frederick Brick looks him up and down. I need... Get your fucking hands off me. Storms out of that bitch. Pulls out a cigarette. Right in the mouth. Pulls out a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Right? His... Out of... Out of a carton. Right? Hey, uh, I don't know what they're called. I, 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 I uh, pack. Pack. 
Hey, I've never I smoked hate, a cigarette. I hate, I hate <laughs> they didn't heard a pack of cigarettes in America. He's like, what do they, what do they call them? Like a cartridge? Fuck out of here, Oh, attic blood. Shut up. So he opens the car and he's like, there's wax on the outside of that. Maybe it's a, one of, maybe it's a uh, you know those old timey fold open things? You can pull out the cigarette. It could be on his jeans. On his jeans, bro. On his, or on his on his jacket when he touched his hand. Yeah. And he felt it. Sinewy. Yeah, like that like that sheen feeling where it's like a few droplets. Yeah. Not not a lot. It's not it's enough to where you're like, Oh, you drop something like he takes it like maple syrup or something. Yeah, he was like, oh, it's not sticky, but he's just like, oh, it's kind of, okay. Well, you hit it, and then you're like, why you got raindrops on you, hard raindrops on you? Yeah. And then it doesn't come into his thought process yet, but they, but he has that moment where he sees that um, this dude is clearly showing that he hasn't let shit go, and he's calling people around him to have nothing to do with the war enemies. Yeah. Okay. And so... Now he's on his, I want to say, seventh victim. And Detective Shermer's now, after this one, now he, he's starting to put together certain shit. This clearly is a, a, a serial killer. Because, yeah, yeah, this is a vet because of the way he's killing. Yeah, the way he's killing is exactly the same. He breaks the jaw of all of these people to shove a candle in after stabbing them. Yeah, the candle represents... Uh, the the candle wick and fire represents the fragility uh, of the fucking of life, but also the wax is is a point to humiliation and sex, right? Because you can have sex with candles and shit like that. It's a it's a it's a oh you ain't a freak, my boy. No, not that. <laughs> you can you can put candle wax, hot candle wax, oh. and sex. Sex. No, I thought you said you could have sex with wax. I was like, you no, can no, fuck you, a wax. You can fuck anything, but <laughs> the the, the wax is is sex, right? It's a representation of that. But also the shoving of the candle in the mouth is humiliation. So this this uh, murderer identifies with humiliation. He identifies with the the sexual need or or the sexual gratification that he gets from these women okay. as well as the fragility and the sniping out of life that he does. Okay. Right? This is what Shermer is thinking altogether. He's like, so now we're looking for a humiliated Vietnam veteran. Maybe he was humiliated sexually so maybe his genitals were burned or he had some sort of damage to his genitals because of that humiliation and how these women weren't raped they were like sodomized and then yeah. stabbed to but death like, there was no actual sex yeah exactly so we're looking for somebody who's been we're looking for a no dick nigga exactly we're looking for who's, a nigga with, who's got with a no, no dick, dick. Right, uh, Frederick. So he's going through now. He's going to the VA, trying to get some sort of like information on people around this age and shit like that. And maybe the eighth victim is where he slips up even more. You know what I mean? And all this within what? 
This is what amount of time? This is like an eight month period. I was gonna say eleventh month. Okay, we can go with ninth. Nine. Ninth, tenth. So nine and a half months of this shit, and it's, he's already on his eighth victim. And and uh, do either of them catch wind of each other? Does he? Does Fred know that no. Shimmer's on this case? No. And Shermer never know who's who. Never knows who Fred is until the end. He gets a suspicion because of the wax that he felt. Yeah. So that was his uh, right before they found his sec- seventh victim. Is that is our scene at the um, at the meeting, mm-hmm. right? And then the eighth victim is his rage killing. So he raged even more and broke his knife into. And he could he could really do a lot of shit post mortem like like the whole candle shit is after their death yes like well after their death yes so there's not that big splurt of blood yeah you know you break a jaw when somebody's dead it still breaks yeah but you don't have all of the other accoutrements of a regular like you know breaking absolutely like swelling and all that shit so that could be what it is that he's not he's like there would be wounds on him. Like, he's trying to justify his claim before he brings it to somebody else. Yeah. And is like, he had kind of wax on him. He couldn't have, he couldn't have been lighting a candle for his grandma, like, let it stay on there. It was right around his cuff. Right around his, his cuff of his arm. Yeah. And he's just like, I don't know. But that but that could be a big part of it is that the, the psycho in him is, is mutilating the body well after because of the stabbing. Yeah. And then the just... Feeling that that feeling of release after he's killed them, absolutely. And, and yeah, go ahead. he can't do anything sexual, so that's his sex. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that explanation of the candle and what it, you know, what I mean, represents. And maybe his eighth killing, he gets overzealous and stabs the body like too much, and his hand slips down, and now there's a gash because they see outside blood, but they have no record system. Mm-hmm. That's like we can test this blood. They can yeah. only test back then. They can only test the blood type. Blood. The type. Oh, the type. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just like, okay, that's that's AB. That's AB. So he has to, you know, that's how they got a whole and, bunch of and, wrong shit. And that's why niggas are in jail, just chilling. Like, I swear to God, if I wouldn't have went to the store for cigarettes. Yeah. Exactly. If I wouldn't have been in that neighborhood trying to get a pack of stubbies. And so he sees that brick isn't. Um, there at the meeting and shit like that which doesn't face him at all mm. but next time he sees him the next week he has a wound on his hand it looks like a scratch yeah you know, but it's deep within his palm mm-hmm. oh okay okay so he sees and he's just like yeah 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 you know what I'm saying when the blade slipped from the sticky blood exactly and, and he was just smashing because it was just a switchblade he has mm-hmm. and it slips down right and so and then after the meeting, he's like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Uh, what regiment did you serve in? And, and Brick tells him. And he's just like, uh, you know what I mean? I was proud. I was I was Fox Trot 37, you know what I mean? Uh, infantry. And he was like, yeah, you, you know what I mean? Dirty shit. He was, he was like, hell yeah. You know what I mean? He was like, hoorah. You know what I mean? Gave those motherfuckers hell, didn't we? He was like, hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was called a coward when I came back. How about you? And he was just he like, like, you're doing good. And he, and, uh, who says this? 
uh, homeboy, Fred. He's yeah. talking to. He was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I got I got a couple things going on, you know what I mean? Bouncing around from here to here. You seem like you're doing good. I just, I, I don't believe that people who have that affliction as far as, like, going going crazy, I don't believe that they, uh, they, they respond the way you want them to. And they hold stares too long and shit. I know, but also it's it's their ability to be the chameleon. Yeah. Because they can just act a part of society. Some people has, just has he so has Frederick been a serial killer his whole life? No, this is literally after Vietnam. So so then I think with those cases it's more of a switch of personality rather than or like a a, a, a disillusioned self. Or like system that you're in, uh-huh. and then you feel angry about it, as opposed to Ted Bundy, who was like, "Hey, do you want to help me in my car?" Like I don't think he was setting people up, but more as like being. Uh, that's why he's so violent with his slashing, right? Right. So. I would I would say if 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 he's turning into a serial killer, he goes back to one of the sites and he sees Shermer, and he's talked to Shermer. And he's like, oh, you're going to these things for me. Like, like he, he peeps Shermer before Shermer peeps him, maybe. But they're both Vietnam vets, so he wouldn't be going because of him. No, but I'm saying, like, him, him, they don't tell you their profession at fucking AA. I think they're just like, hi, you know, my name is whatever, or not AA, but, uh, you know, I don't think they're telling you what I do for work. I think they're telling you how they're getting over it. Right. Similar to AA. So it's like, he goes to one of his sites to, you know, you know, whatever, and maybe sees Shermer or somebody that is affiliated, because we got to make them meet, and I don't want it to be like... Uh, that, and then that's at the meeting. That's where they meet. They don't... No, no, I'm talking about, like, meet for the, the final conclusion. But that, so we're building with that. We're building on that. That's not like a, hey, you got a cut on your hand. You're guilty. It's, they, this is their, their initial meeting. And then we're going to work towards the meeting well, a final I, time. I, I know where we're going at, but yeah, I'm yeah. saying like where we're at right now is what I'm trying to figure out. Is that he, he has suspicion of him. He's seen him a few times in, in, in the fucking uh, support group. Uh-huh. And he sees the cut on the hand. At what point does he then see him for what he is or what Frederick sees him for what he is that happens throughout the conversation that we're that we're building upon okay you know what I mean like it's not literally he sees him as a detective mm-hmm. it's through the speech that you see who the person is okay. it's not just I saw this nigga with a magnifying glass checking out my the where I killed somebody or nor is it I saw him following an Asian prostitute. That's why I know him as. It's through this this give a little, take a little conversation that they have that is intense as fuck and it builds to what he does and then who he is as a person. Okay. Because I don't want to just give up that they just saw each other in that spot and that's how they know each other. Or well, that's how I know he's a detective. No, uh, like I didn't, I didn't want it to be that. That that's what I'm saying. Like you don't tell personal shit. You just tell what you're going through at those meetings. So nobody knows anything. They have that conversation, and then later on through work, uh, Shermer, like starts to, you know, be like, oh, okay, da da da. You know, 
it has to be some kind of veteran because of how he's easily doing this. Frederick has no clue that anybody's on his trail like that, so he's not tripping off anything. And he's kind of like letting his load loose at these meetings. And, uh-huh. and that's where suspicion arises. But how often are they talking after this? would you say like after each meeting is he talking to him more um are they building some kind of rapport i would say after this because they because after that blow up he touches him and shit like that and maybe they they talk like maybe 20 minutes some people when you have that shit in common war you end up talking to these niggas for hours and hours and shit like that um, but so maybe 45 minutes and the meeting's over now like after they all mingle with each other afterwards and shit and he's like hey you wanna you know grab a beer mm-hmm. and it still and it progresses into that fact until you hear some until Brick kinda trusts Shermer in a way that is just like he understands what the fuck I'm going through you know what he I mean? possibly understand the hate that I have. Exactly. So he's like in the bar after they spoke about all this shit like that, that tit for tat kind of thing, mm-hmm. just to see if you can trust a nigga. Just like you being at work and, and a nigga just sees if you're cool enough to bring up weed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not because not everybody. I smell that. Yeah, he's like, just like, I, I'm shit. You loud as fuck, my boy. And he's like, uh, okay, you're with the shit. And it's not even a bad way that you just said that. So then they go to a bar. And maybe they see, not so blatant as see, like, a, like hookers. Mm-hmm. And then he was just like, oh, you know what I mean? Sherman's like, oh, you ever partake? You know what I mean? A little bit. Or Brick says that. And Sherman's just like, nah, you know. After, you know, certain things, like, you know, I get fucking uh, night terrors and shit, so I don't really bring bitches home like that. It reminds me of a bad time. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, fuck, you tell him. And he's just like, uh, but, but one thing that gets me, or, or maybe he doesn't even say, like, the Asian part, where he sees, like, an Asian hooker, and he's just like, these motherfuckers, man. Something real, real small. You know what I mean? And uh, maybe he... They kind of build... Maybe not build a friendship, but build something in between them. Yeah, like a a mutual understanding of their situation. Yeah. You know, and and in turn, it kind of grows Shermer's understanding of the uh, the murderer, the the serial killer and shit like that, mm-hmm. you know. But um, but yeah. Yeah, like I'd say this starts what like three weeks after the first killing. Like the 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 pickup on the story for us in their relationship, like him seeing him and noticing him. I would say like the sixth. Because he's on, we're going going on yeah. like further we're into nine and a half months, right? Yeah, yeah. Before, okay. So we're it's really deep into it, and now we're understanding the nigga as Shermer's understanding him mm-hmm. 
as we follow Brick, because we don't know why he's doing this shit. It's through his understanding, Shermer's understanding. So it's kind of like the explanation is Shermer, but the action is Brick. And the lack of uh, actual sex is fucking him up with the killings. Yeah. He's like, normally with this amount of rage, they... they rape. They rape. Yeah, as well. And he's like, that. that is like... A leads to B to C with these people. Yeah. And the fact that he's not doing this means something. And they're just like, maybe he didn't have time. Maybe he got stopped in the middle. And so you got all these other interjecting, like, theories that is leading him off the beaten trail. Yeah. And then you have this man talking to you in uh, support group being like, and they won't touch you. And, and and no woman wants to be with you. And you're, and you're just like, he's just like, huh. And so he just takes that idea removes it from the person he got it from. Yeah. And just puts it on the, the, the profile of that person. Mm. And it's like, maybe he's a Vietnam vet who can't have sex. Yeah. Like, maybe, like... He has an innate inability to do so. Yeah. Maybe he's gay. No, it can't be that, because they would sodomize these yeah. women. There would, there would be some kind of penetration, and the yeah. fact that there's no penetration or semen shows that this person is sexually frustrated? Yeah. And like he's trying to come up with this shit at the at the at the spot and people are like, You're you're chasing ghost. You're not you're not gonna find this. And so he's coming to these meetings with that energy. He's not talking about it, but he's coming with that energy. Yeah. And then over the course of time it does it What if what if it what if it leads him to ask him like Hey man, you know like I have this uh, case that I'm working on, and you know there's a lot of similar tendencies to Vietnam vets, you know, and you know you know how we did it back in the day, and da da da, and he's just like, yeah, what are you getting at? And you see like the homeboy getting intense, and again we can disregard all of this. We probably should. Because I'm thinking about it, my mind doesn't seem like it's a pan out. No, 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 no. But, uh, work it, work it out. But he's like, because we're Vietnam vets, you know, we know a certain amount of things, and we've seen things, and there's certain parts of these people that are being cut up that resemble what happened, and you know, there. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What about it? And he's just like. How do you think they could get away with it for so long without being caught? And then he goes into like a monologue as far as like the, the killer mm-hmm. on Brick how, does. Yeah, Brick. On how it could be anybody, any Vietnam vet, because none of us are being treated correctly. Yeah. We came back as heroes and we came back as losers at the same time. We came back the people that made it back. You know, I saw my friends get killed. And, and we're, we're living... A, you know, like, he gives a monologue to why he is what he is. Yeah, and, the, and that makes us understand more. Yeah. And he's like, I don't blame anybody. I don't blame any fucking soul for doing what they did, honestly. Like, you as know? far as uh, Brick talking about the killer? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he says that out loud to Sh- Shermer. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, like, froze his brow, like, oh, this nigga's not going to be any help, but also, what the fuck are you talking to? Like... How could the humanity in it? You saw we were stripped of ours, so why would you do the same to somebody else? Why would somebody do the same to somebody? So people have their fucking reasons, Brick said. Mm-hmm. And he's like, 
I have my reasons. Just because you moved on doesn't mean everybody else moves on. Yeah. And how are you? Hey, this might be giving it up too much, but Brick is like, so how were you hurt? Like, in what way were you, you know what I mean, hurt as well? I came back to my wife uh, leaving me because I can't uh, show emotion. Sherman says. Yes. And he's like, that's it? I lost my family. My my. Uh, I lost my family. I had a son while I was out there. Seen him twice. Did I throw myself into work because I'm not trying to deal with it? You are you fucking are you are you are you? Did you figure it out? What have you done since you've been back? Deep stare. takes a shot Brick does just be lucky you didn't lose anything else a part of you you got any family Brick no wait you got family out here no what about you down in this little town in Mississippi Well, I'm going to catch you later. <laughs> that little quick dismissal of like, oh, you're kind of catching on to it. And he, he lets him leave, you feel me, because it's 1980s. Yeah. You can leave drunk in the bar and get into a car. Yeah. Get home safe, Bill. It's like every time. Exactly. So he, he he's like, he asks the bartender for another one. Bring Henson again. I'll see you next week, Shermer. And he leaves the fucking bar. And he just has this feeling. Just like all detectives have a gut feeling instinct. Mm-hmm. And he follows this nigga. But like very, very far back. But he knows if he's a vet, he feel it. He, Run with the feeling. He break. He feels this nigga Shermer behind him. Without looking back, he just breaks off into a sprint. Sherman's just like, fuck. Runs after this nigga. Right? Yes! Hits the tree line. And now you're running through the woods. Sherman's just like, fuck, fuck. Pats himself down. Flashlight. What does he carry always? Flashlight, pin, pad. Running through that shit. Light drizzle happening. Right after fucking... Brick. brick. Right after Brick, Shermer leaps, in in, shape. leaps into the tree line. Of course, Shermer, because his legs aren't damaged. Okay, okay. Knees okay. to chest. And he's screaming out, Brick! Brick! Stop running! And I just want to talk. And that nigga's just like faded off to the darkness, right? And he finds himself in a clearing. Flashing the light around. Brick! I know you're out there. I'm going to be the background noises <laughs> as you're doing this. So keep doing this, and I'm just going to add in sound. Okay. Brick, I know you're out there. Quick snaps to the left. Brick. Come out right now. I just want to talk to you, Brick says. What do we need to talk about? Doesn't see him yet, though, right? Doesn't see him yet. He's like, what do you need to talk about? 
And he's just like, I just want to talk to you. He's moving out of the way of the light. Yeah, he's he's dipping off right when he catches the shoulder. Ooh, but his eyes are keeping contact with him. Yeah. Ooh, like he's like hit like uh he's hitting a duck when when somebody throws a, a, a jab cross, but you keep you duck under that yeah. shit and he dips off right into the shot and then you just hear crunch 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 and he runs off into into the uh, into the into, the, into the, another tree line from the clearing right mm-hmm. he's like and then he catches he can see the bottom of his feet that's how far away he is mm-hmm. he can just catch him perfectly the bottom of his feet so he's a, a nice decent amount away. And he's just like, you need to slow down. And then they stop right out of at the edge of a fucking river. And the nigga's just like, and it's like a deep, it's like a. The Mississippi River? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that bitch is raging. Too. Yeah, and I hear I hear a lot of people die through that bitch like yearly. Like it's yeah. a regular thing. And, and, and in the and, 1980s, it was probably like, you don't like your kid, just go push him. You know what I mean? And maybe they catch it. Like, you know how a river will go over, like, into a waterfall, and then the river will catch on again? Mm-hmm. They He's caught, like, on the on the edge of that waterfall. Yeah. And he's like, Brick, stop! And Brick is just like, you want to see? You want to see what they did to me? And he's just I like... Know, I know what you mean. I know where you're going. He's like, what are you talking about? He lifts up his shirt. From the bottom of his chest, it just intensely grows with scars. He's like, what the fuck? And then intensely what? Intensely grows with scars. So the top of his chest is like sprinkles all the way down to a full rain, all the way down to a flood. And at his belt line is just just mess. And he pulls down his pants all the way and he just shows just a blank, just torn skin. All that shit's all fucked up. And disgusting as fuck. Yeah, hole for the urethra, but that's exactly, and it's like a, it's like a stint. Yeah, not a stint, but a, uh, a uh, la, 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 la. what the fuck is that shit when they stick inside your bladder? Oh, the cat- catheter. That's it. Just first. a catheter. First. So yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and it's like dripping. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or it's connected to a bag. That's wrapped around his leg. Mm-hmm. He didn't like pulled it off lightweight. Like, <laughs> exactly. He like yeah pulled it out a little bit. This is the '80s too, so we don't have like the technology we have now. Exactly. So, like, you fuck some shit up, you die. So it's like a half bag of piss connected to his leg. Mm-hmm. He's like, see what they did to me, huh? Nobody touches me. And you think that these, you're right for them being in our fucking country. You want them to be around you, breathing the same air as you, and and. Sherman's just like, hey, man, calm down. I have no weapons, bro. Like, you need to pull up your pants and calm the fuck down. I just want to... Uh, the straw's making me upset, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> right? And then he's just like... Kind of like uh, Sherman's now like walking towards him with a flashlight. So the light's growing more intense. So Brick is just like squinting even harder, holding up his shirt. And shit like that, and like scratching at it, like one hand's holding up his shirt, and the other just like rubbing his skin back and forth, and it looks all oatmeal-y. And the nigga's just like, I was thinking it looked like glossy, like uh. I mean, but like, if you when you like pull it your looks skin like back a, and forth, yeah, yeah. But I was thinking like a testicles without without the uh, testicle. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, the oh, so it's just like, like a loose skin, up, yeah, 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 and loose skin, but yeah. like taut. 
Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like that, that the intricacy of a testicle yeah. skin. Like that of the good Like, yeah, scrotum. scrotum, how you say, like, uh, it, it bleeds into the, a the, bigger the, mess. Yeah. yeah. Then you have, like, a ball sack where that should be. And then it's just like a, a catheter or whatever. Oh, but he doesn't have a ball sack either. It's all, that's all gone. Yeah, and see, that's when you just say, let me go. You know and I mean? so he's just like, they, they're having a fucking standoff. Sherbert's getting closer. He's like, stay back. He's putting his shirt down, like, pulling his pants back up. Now, I said, stay back. Now he's kind of upset and embarrassed because, <laughs> like, I was telling you myself. Yeah, and then he, like, takes out his blade, right? He's like, I don't want to do this to you. I want to do it to them. Not you. I thought you were my fucking friend, man. I am your friend. Just calm, just calm down and put. We can work this out. I, you've made you've made some mis- mistakes, man. But we can work. This no, out. we can't. Why can't we? I don't know. <laughs> because you take, you'll stop me from doing what I need to do. That's why. You don't need to hurt anymore, man. We you, we did enough of that over there. We're home now. You we can get you help. We can get you help. I, I don't I don't but we can get you help. We don't have to you can put the knife down there. Women don't have to die anymore. You're back the fuck up. Holds the knife to his neck. Back up! Back Alright, You never catch me alive. It just jumps off into the waterfall. <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah. I bang on the rock a few times. Yeah, Sherman bangs on the rock as as his boots <laughs> are fucking toward the sky and he's dropping right into this waterfall. And Sherman just like runs, hands and knees, scrapes towards the ground because he doesn't want to fall himself. Mm-hmm. And now he knows where the line is because he's then dropped his his uh, flashlight. So he's like hand and knees like uh, crawls towards him and he's like no like you just did mm-hmm. and all you hear is just like the roar of this fucking you don't even hear no body hitting the water yeah there's too much of a roar and then they could just like cut to red and blue lights everywhere and shit like that helicopters coming around looking in the area and shit and they don't find them and and to end it you see the stream dying out, and you see, like, his blade that he pulled out washing on shore. Yes. Right? And then it's just like, as it gets ready to go drift back into the water, you see a hand. Pick it up! And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. made it. Yeah. He made it, and no Asian woman is safe. Yeah. And, and, and it, the, the mysterious part of it is just, you just see a hand. Yeah. It's neither dirty nor clean. It's neither big or... It's just a hand that picks it up. Yeah. And just... Yeah, you, you don't see anything. Yeah. Other than the hand. The hand picking up the blade. So it could be a younger person. It could it be... It could be anything. We but, don't know. But we know. <laughs> we know because we made the story. Yeah. And there you go. Hey, I like that one, boy. Welcome back to the Scrapbook <laughs> Podcast. We missed you. We ended Haunted uh, Minds on a, on a different note. What do you want to call it? Shit, man. The candlestick. <laughs> uh, John Wick. <laughs> Wick break. <laughs>
Wick book. Wick Chronicles, because we're going to make 17 of these. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, let's but. go with the candlestick maker. Yeah, I like it. I'm just going to put candlestick maker. Yeah. Damn, I haven't had to do this one yet. Hell yeah. <sighs> I like it. I like, I like it. That too. And now the random as shit. We're stuttering. We were stuttering for a half second, and that's why we've been making our own story for a month. Yeah. Uh, well, you're welcome, you sons of bitches. How are we, when were we stuttering? I was. I was setting my ass off. No, no, nigga. You were fucking good. Don't worry about it. When you hear it back, you'll be like, oh, I'll, I'm tripping. We did quite fine. Uh, that's, that's a whole last hour of greatness. I did what I did. <laughs> I get the smoke. Hey, boom. And Patrick did get out of doing two stories. But, <laughs> hey. <laughs> you get, I told I'll, this I'll nigga before. I'll drop the first director's cut. <laughs> All, right, that, all right, run that. Remember that. Um, boom! That is the end of the haunted mind anthologies. For this you, year, for this year, we'll go back next year. This will be a concurrent theme. Yeah, annually. much like Treehouse of Horrors. Yeah, much like that, but you know, but, but better, you know, scarier, and more original. Let's not, let's not like you know shit on the Simpsons. For sure, Simpsons. If you like twelve, yeah. If you want us as writers, six figures each. I'm just saying. Matt Groening, I see the future too. I don't. I, I wouldn't be in this situation <laughs> if I did. Would have bet on Yahoo. Hey, um, I hope you guys like this book. We came out with our hearts and shit like that. Um, we got slashers. We got sci-fi shit. We got out of the world shit, horror, terror. We pretty much almost did it all. Psychological. Psychological. I really hope you guys enjoyed this month. We enjoyed it. It made us better. Yeah. Um, and we're always trying to get better. We're not gonna hit a a plat or a plateau. A plateau. Yeah. We're gonna push each other. This son of a bitch keeps getting better, so I have to try my best. And we got this shit, bro. So, from the Scrapbook Podcast, this was the Haunted Minds Anthology, first annual Haunted Minds Anthologies. This is Jody Pratt with my fellow host Patrick Wakefall. We love you. Do not stop being creative. Boo, nigga. Peace.